All right, everyone. Welcome back to season two of the Eastley Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's still Christian Brito here on the microphone and joined with me. Oh, God, I already messed up the first fucking podcast. And joining me tonight, as always, is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up? Yeah, Dale? I, you know, season two. Uh, I'm really excited. Welcome to everybody uh, that is listening to us for the first time. Um, we're going to have so much fun this season. Um, is that hyped, hyped up enough? Is that good? No, you sound terrible. Oh, also man. with us behind the glass is, uh, I don't know what to call you, man. Producer, intern, whatever. Uh, Mr. Kenneth Wade Green. What's up, Kenny? What's going on? Thanks for having me on Wait, here. Do we call him Kenneth or Wade? I prefer okay. Wade. But All right. You know, seeing that my Twitter handle is the way. And your Skype name is Kenneth. So, anyways. All right. Yeah, well, that was a fun start. Thanks for putting my Skype name out there. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You're going to get a lot of uh, weird people Skyping you now. Um, uh-huh. So Two friend requests. Yeah, for those of you that are listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are a fantasy football podcast. Uh, we're not oh, – man, I already fucked this up. Um because I don't, I don't really know how to pitch us, so sorry. Nope. Um, Should I just do yeah, it? Yeah, do it. All right, guys. Um, hopefully, Dale will cut none of that out. We're a fantasy football... Uh, my <laughs> God! We are so out of practice. Go. We're a fantasy football podcast, um, and this is exactly what you're going to get. It's Dale, who is excessively awkward. I'm pretty sure he's sweating right now for no reason. Yeah. Um, we try to make fantasy football entertaining. Um, we curse. There's a lot of dick jokes for some reason. Uh, and that's pretty much what our podcast is. So if you're joining us now and you don't enjoy the things that I just mentioned, now's probably a good time to leave. Yeah, well, no, don't leave yet because you might be able to look past the dick jokes and go straight to the great fantasy football analysis. We are not reporters. Um, you know, we, we're not going to talk to the players. We're not ESPN or the other big guys. We are just uh, analysts, or I won't even call us analysts. We analyze fantasy football and regurgitate it to a to a way that suits your ears. Um, so uh, stick with us through season two. We hope you like it. Uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, DJ Kitty. Um, I guarantee not one podcast that you ever listen to has DJ Kitty. Uh, check our social media later for that. You'll know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, we have an Alexa skill, so download Eat Sleep Fantasy on Alexa and ask for uh, fantasy football goodness, and you'll get some good facts. Uh, we have a draft kit coming out soon. I mean, I can go on and on, um, but you get the drift. We're, uh, we're, we're trying to be innovative. We're going to bring you the goods, and uh, so stick with us, and you'll win fantasy football championships. All right, Dale. I think that's enough uh, information about all the other things that you want to do but actually i think now's a good moment for you to talk about houston oh yeah yeah we uh dallas you mean (laughs) dallas right (laughs) other city in texas uh we are going to the national football conference in dallas texas uh it's in july check it up i think the twitter handle is at go nffc uh, I think that's the same website too. Check it out. It's a national fantasy football conference. We're going to be there. Uh, one of the spon- uh, sponsoring partners. Um, so check it out. Uh, we're going to go come meet us, talk to us, uh, buy us dinner. Um, we're going to be there. So if you're in the area or if you want to travel, come see us. Okay. I'm going to stop throwing things to you. Yeah, that was good. Sure. All right. Uh, our main reason for recording this podcast, being five minutes into the pod already, uh, we're going to talk about fantasy relevant re- gardening tips. Oh, running backs. Okay, sorry. We're going to talk about running backs today. Uh, Fiverr. So, anyways, we're talking about running backs drafted uh, in this year's NFL real NFL draft. Uh, what to expect um, from them this year? Uh, what we think of the picks? And uh, who you should really be paying attention to, uh, get through the noise, and um, and just pay attention to the meat and potatoes here. All right, let's jump right into it here, Dale. The first running back that was selected in the NFL draft, surprise, surprise, was Leonard Fournette. He was taken fourth overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you feel about that fit? 
Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it is kind of crazy, like real football, uh, you know, drafting a running back that early where, you know, they have Chris Ivory there signed through 2020. Um, the Jags already have a pretty bad offensive line anyways. So, um, you know, getting a running back without the support, uh, it's going to be an uphill battle for Fournette. Um, he's a, obviously, you know, great running back. I mean, he played at LSU and, you know, he's, he did a tremendous job, but, uh, I don't know how good an NFL quarter running back he's going to be right away. Um, Tom Coughlin seems to love him, says that he could be a workhorse back. So we'll see on that, but I'm just a little nervous that O-line, they didn't have a lot of improvements over the draft. I think they drafted one, uh, one guy in the third or fourth round, I think to help. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see him coming into the scene like Zeke did last year. How about you? I'm going to go the other way on okay. this. Uh, their their running back situation was a mess last year. Their leading rusher was TJ Yeldon with 465 yards. Yeah. Um, and that's less of a mess adding I'm, another person? <laughs> no, I, I, I see Leonard Fournette coming in as a rookie and being the guy. Clearly, they hate Yeldon. Oh, yeah. They really hate yeah. him. Okay. So much so that they'd rather give anyone else the ball, no matter who it is. So... Yeldon had 130 carries last year. Chris Ivory, 117. I mean, is there any reason to think that Fournette's not going to get 200 carries, like just completely take over that backfield? You don't think that's going to happen? Uh, it, you know, it's possible. I mean, drafting a, any player that high, you got to think that they think he's going to be an immediate impact player, right? Uh, but, I mean, even if he is, I guess, you know, you could draft him. You know, I, I haven't done a lot of research on exactly where he's going to go in fantasy football drafts yet, but I'm guessing, you know, the third or fourth round, right? Um, right. you know, it's just based off volume alone. So, um, I, it's, I don't know. Ivory's there. Ivory's obvious goal line back. So I, I don't like Leonard Fournette as much, but I didn't like Zeke last year either. And look what he did. <laughs> I think, I think so. Yeah, go ahead. Quick, quick, uh, quick stats on Fournette for those of you that don't uh, follow college football in 2015-16 season, he actually had 300 rushing attempts, mm-hmm. which is a hell of a lot to carry the ball. And he still managed 6.5 yards per carry. Uh, last year, he still got the 6.5 yards per carry over 129 rushing attempts. But last year, he did have a couple injuries, so he was out uh, four or five games. But as far as the offensive line with the Jags, they actually did pick up with the second pick in the second round, the offensive tackle from Alabama, Cam Robinson. And he is a beast of a man. He's going to be thrown in from day one, I can guarantee. So that does help Leonard Fournette, but I'm, uh, I'm doubting okay. him. Okay. All right. You want to just jump right to uh... – the Carolina Panthers uh, running back situation, uh, drafting Christian McCaffrey. Sure. All right. Uh, well, you know, they drafted Christian McCaffrey. He is more of a, uh, you know, wide receiver, running back type player. He's a great route runner. He's a good pass catcher, decent running back. Uh, he's quick. Um, I like him. I like him as a great weapon. Uh, I don't know, you know, if they're anticipating him being – that you know every down back I think with Jonathan Stewart there who just got extended um you know they're probably gonna use Jay Stu quite a bit still and just put in McCaffrey there to to help him and keep his health up um but the weird thing is you know they went and drafted Curtis Samuel uh who's basically the same type of player in college he had 74 catches and 94 rushes so um I'm not really sure what they're thinking I guess they're just putting as many offensive weapons on the field as as much as they can what what's your take my take is I'm not sure why the Panthers needed to do this if you think that Jonathan Stewart is the guy. So for me, it's pretty clear you're taking McCaffrey at the eighth pick. Like, Jonathan Stewart is not the guy anymore. Um, they gave him an extension, which is kind of like they wasted money. I, I don't see anything other – all these running backs that are taken early now, Dale, like they have a very short shelf life. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be – I mean, Leonard Fournette's going to be ran into the ground, in my opinion. That's 
it's it's yet to see what happens with the team around him. Do we get 2015 Blake Bortles or 2016? But going back to McCaffrey, this is a team that knows how to run the ball. And when you have a mobile quarterback like Cam Newton and you have the ability to show different plays and running backs in systems. So we, we had this a little bit of a disagreement. Running backs in systems with a running quarterback, they tend to average a higher yards per carry. Um I know it can affect him a little bit because he is a pass-catching back as well, and he, those numbers might get hurt a little bit with a quarterback like Cam Newton. But I think that McCaffrey is set up for success, even though I don't necessarily love him compared to a couple of other guys in this draft. I really think that Dalvin Cook is a more talented running back. I think Joe Mixon is a more talented running back. Um, but I think this is a very good fit for him. And if they do decide to give him the workhorse share of rushes here it's going to be a successful rookie season and I see multiple running backs in this class having that potential this year to get that that lion's share of the work right and he's one of the guys I I don't see Jonathan Stewart coming back and being the guy right I see McCaffrey there you know how much you're willing to invest them in draft stock though and and not being 100% sure that he will be the workhorse that that yet remains to be seen right and and to go back to my uh to my mention of Kurt, Kurt Samuel. Yeah, he is going to be a wide receiver, but uh, he runs the ball really well too, and he ran it good last year. So um, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Wade, do you have anything on uh, on either of these two guys? Uh, so with McCaffrey, I mean, he's going to be the Danny Woodhead of Carolina, in my opinion. Um, Panthers, you know, they improved their O-line a little bit also in the second round. And yeah, Samuel's going to be a wide receiver. He's, I, it would really surprise me if to see Samuel line up in the backfield unless they're doing some sort of trick play or something. Right. I mean, he was a beast in Ohio State, but this is the NFL. Yep. So, all right. Uh, so next we're going to talk about the Vikings. Kind of bad news, I think, for Latavius Murray, uh, and especially Latavius Murray uh, dynasty owners. <laughs> um, earlier. Earlier in the offseason, the Vikings basically bought two tackles, Riley Reif and Mike Rimmers, um, very good tackles. And then they picked up Pat Elflin, um, who's a pretty good center. I think he was probably the number one or number two center uh, prospect in the draft. Uh, so they improved that offensive line. Uh, and then they went and picked Delvin Cook, um, who dropped way too far in the draft. Well, maybe not, but um, he had 40 touchdowns in two seasons uh, at Florida State. Um what is your thoughts on Cook versus Murray? How do you think this is going to play out, Christian? Uh, well, my opinion on Cook going into this draft is he was probably the most electric running back in this draft. He's one of my favorite prospects, except there's two issues when it comes with Dalvin Cook, and they keep coming up over and over again. It's the multiple injuries, yeah. um, see, and it's also um, some concerns about his character, right? Some... Uh, legal issues which he managed to get out of some you know the people he hangs around with like there's been some concerns with him that are character issues as well as injury issues Um, going (laughs) going into Minnesota um, I'm not sure that's a good fit for him they have a very I know you just mentioned that they've tried to patch up that offensive line but if we're basing it off of what we saw last year in that offensive line it wasn't good Right. Okay. Adrian Peterson behind that line. I know he was only there for three games, 1.9 yards per carry. Dalvin Cook is a very much in that mold in my mind um, of that type of talent as a running back. But we're talking about a, a team that has not been able to protect the health of their running backs who, you know, already has Latavius Murray there. This is probably for me a really bad landing spot for Dalvin Cook. Um, I do see him being able to supplant Latavius, but. He's, just, he's much better. Like Latavius is not a good running back. He's just been in in an amazing running back system. Oh yeah. And and I liked him up until this point. Now you come in. I really think this is going to end up being one of those situations where Dalvin Cook will have to work his way into having the lead role rather than getting it from the very beginning. And maybe they saw those injury concerns and think, okay, he's not going to get a lot of work because we want to keep him healthy, like a Jamal Charles type. Um, that is probably for me the biggest comparison, the best comparison I can give for what Dalvin Cook might be. Um, but that's concerning for a guy who's coming in as a rookie to a team with a 
okay offensive line, even if you consider them an upgrade with the pieces that they've added. Sure. But I think it's still going to be a bad offensive line, a bottom 10 offensive line this year. I, I don't like this fit, and it's unfortunate because he was one of my favorite players uh, that I looked forward to him landing in a good spot. I was hoping he would go to Indy or Philly, but here he goes right. to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah, not very promising. I mean, I think this could be one of those midseason surprises where – you know, he really gets right. a full full workload come, you know, week six or something. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, he's a hell of a running back, tons of talent. So uh, just kind of muddies water. I mean, don't forget, Jerick McKinnon is still there too. So, um, I mean, he my favorite running back talent. Don't love the, the landing yeah. spot. Let's just see what happens, yeah. I guess. All right. The next guy, uh, you know, I think Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, one of those said that they think only four teams would, is really interested in Joe Mixon. I guess one of those four teams were the Bengals. Uh, grabbed him in the second round. Obvious issues, off-the-field issues. Um, what do you think about Joe Mixon to the Bengals, mixing in with Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard? I think uh, he's it's a guy he's going to have to work for time, but yeah. um, that running back situation looked perplexing last year after Gio went down, and... Um, they have been trying to figure out their skill positions for a while because they had injuries to green. Um, they lost two key wide receiver weapons last season, and they really seemed to need uh, pieces last year. And when you lose green and then you lose geo and you have to rely on a running back uh, that is painful every <laughs> single time he gets the ball, uh, that's what leads you to drafting Joe Mixon, who – uh, if it wasn't for off-field issues, probably would be there with the likes of maybe Cook or yeah. uh, maybe even as high as a guy like McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah I think so. So it, it was an extremely talented running back class. Uh, and I don't it, – it, Mixon seems like a guy who who will be able to um, get this, you know, bad rap off of him. I know he made mistakes, but he seems like a guy who's truly turned the page and – um, 6.7 yards per carry as a freshman in 2015. Um, last season uh, as a redshirt sophomore just was amazing, even though he had to share the carries with uh, with Perrine in um, in Oklahoma. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a good situation for him, a team that could use a running back. But uh, we'll see what happens because it really comes down to how much – how healthy is Geo, and how much do they hate Hill? Yeah, how uh, Hill since his rookie season has not been the same guy. No, I mean, so what? What does this do for their fantasy draft stock for Hill and Geo? Um, how much does it hurt it? Um, I think it, it it hurts each one. One of these, two of these backs will have value, and one of them will not. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think Mixon will be one of the two, but I don't think he's going to be able to get a. Uh, Leonard Fournette or Christian McCaffrey type work at any point in the 2017 season. It would require both of the guys that he's with getting hurt. Okay. All right. Because I think no matter what, there's always going to be two guys getting volume here. Okay. Uh, let's move right along to the Saints backfield. Uh, drafted Tennessee running back um, Kamara. What are the Saints? What are the Saints doing? They're just saying, you know what <laughs> <Yeah>. we. <laughs> We didn't have a good running game, so let's just hurry up and pick up as many uh, as many running backs as we can. And, uh, right. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is, has a huge impact uh, with Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson there. Uh, how right. is he going to fit in? I don't know. I do you have anything on this? Because I really don't, to be honest with you. I think we might as well just like get a tombstone for Mark Ingram's fantasy value, though. <laughs> and nothing says I hate you, Mark Ingram, more than. <laughs> One picking up, then signing yeah. Adrian Peterson, and then <laughs> drafting a running back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have anything on this, Wade? So, unless you're in Dynasty, Kamara is not going to do anything for you. It, if you draft Kamara, then just go ahead and sign the check over to me. I'll give you my mailing address. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, he's going to be one of Phil's dumpster dives of the yeah. week, uh, week five, week four, week five when AP or Ingram stubs a toe sure. or something. Outside of that, he's not going to have okay. any value. I, I'm not sure um, if I 100% agree with that, because if you, if you think about the guys in front of him, 
Uh, Adrian Peterson, over the last couple of years, I mean, he is 31, over the last couple of years has had durability issues. Um, and Mark Ingram has never had a healthy season. So um, I, I think there's a potential, like Kamar, Kamar can get on the field. Um, and it's not like we're talking about some slouch. I think we're, if it's in another season, uh, in another draft class, he could have been, you know, one of the top three running backs selected, one of the top two running backs selected, a very talented guy. Um, could have been, you know, a, a second rounder um, in, in any other year. Um, he's a guy that I that I really like. 5.8 yards per carry last season at Tennessee. I, yeah. If it, if it were to come down, Ingram gets hurt. He has I, value. He has a possibility of being relevant, but I think it comes down to that. Okay. You would have to expect injury or, or something else. I don't think it's going to be an immediate impact guy. Okay. Hey, fun fact. Um, and wait, if you want to look this up. Uh, these are never fun, yeah, oh. guys. Uh, if you're, this is the first time you're listening, <laughs> these facts are never no, fun. This one is actually ahead, this yeah. one's actually fun. I think it's the first time in like 20 or 30 years that the Saints or that any team has had a league leader in passing and a league leader in rushing on the same team. Um, but I don't remember all the dirty stats, so maybe wait. Oh, if, thank you. Yeah, it's kind of like a half-ass stat or half-ass fun fact, but it is. I'm not looking that up. <laughs> Did, uh, you know what? This is this is. <laughs> It's this no, is it's good. No, hold on, time out, wait, because this is it's usually just me and Dale here. Was that fact fun? Not oh, at man. all. Man, you guys you. are tough crowd. What do what do you, what do you mean legally? Like, look, I wish I wouldn't have said anything. What, what Never mind, just forget it. I hold on, hold on. On Dale's defense, I don't think Wade understood the fact. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit show. <laughs> All right, let's go right to the king. You want to you want to hear a real fun fact? I'll give you a fun fact, okay? Okay. Pigs, pigs can catch the swine flu from a person. See, now that's oh, a fun Jesus. fact, right? Because that's that pretty interesting, sense. right? But what do you mean league leader passing and rushing? Like with what? Drew Brees being the previous league leader in uh passing yards and Adrian Peterson being at one point the league leader in rushing yards. It's a first time on so the same team. you're talking about in a specific yeah. year? No, no, no. Like, and it's, yeah. Okay. Anyways, okay, let's just skip over well, my fun fact. Cause, I'll come up with another fun fact later. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. They went and got Kareem Hunt. Um, he's going to be in the mix with Ware and West. Um, not sure how much fantasy relevance this is going to be. Um, Ware had a really good beginning of the season last year. Didn't do much towards the end of the year. Kind of fizzled out a little bit. Shakandrick West is who he is. Um, Cream Hunt prospect, pretty decent college uh, college running back. I think he had 100 or more yards over 20 times at Toledo. Um, any fantasy relevance here? Yeah, so the word oxymoron uh, actually comes from the Greek where oxy means sharp and moron means dull. So like oxymoron means sharp, dull. Fun fact? Anything on Kansas City, Kareem Hunt? Was that fact fun? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Jesus. No, no, no. No, no, Hold on. I got more of these, okay? So, no, wait, 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 wait. So, the ins... Like, some a, a man having a heart attack during sex is, is pretty rare, but three quarters of the time that it does happen, it happens with men who are cheating on their wives. That makes sense. That's a fun fact. Interesting. Just because it involves sex. Okay, so out of all of the running backs we've talked about so far, mm-hmm. who's the only one that's actually played four years of college ball? Is it Kareem Hunt? Is it Kareem Hunt? It's Kareem Hunt. Wow. It is Kareem good Hunt. Good deal. Okay. That's a good, that's a fun right. fact. Now, that's relevant. Wade's bringing it home here. That's pretty good. We need him on the show more. Okay. Um, oh, any re- we'll, any relevance we'll here? be the judge of that, but okay. <laughs> will, he be, uh, will he be in the Wear West mix? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's great fantasy. And I would draft him over Kamara in a heartbeat. And I think Charmander's days are done, by the way. Charizard? <laughs> yeah. I think his days are They're done. They're gone. It's, uh, yeah. 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 All right. It's the West Hunt show. Hunt West? Went West Hunt. West Hunt show now. 
all right. Who, 80, tw- 80 20. <laughs> West will get 80. Yeah. Okay. No, wait. Wait, is this like. No, not West. I'm sorry. I said D'Angelo. Good Lord. Is this like D'Angelo Williams and Le'Veon Bell 80 20 from Dale's <laughs> prediction last year? Or is this a real 80 20? Dude, I'm telling you, D'Angelo Williams deserved to get 20% of the carries last year. He deserved it. Deserved, maybe. No, Did he? he? Didn't. Zero. Makes me sad. I, I said it backwards, by the way. Yeah, I know. I caught it. Char. I. Ch- I said Char is gone, as well as saying West is the guy. I meant where. <laughs> I got My you. Bad. We understand. Just going to correct myself. We understand. Thank you. All right. Uh, the next guy we're going to talk about is, uh, who are you going to talk about next? Foreman? Oh, I thought that was to, da- to uh, wait. I'm talking to you, man. You're talking to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, am I talking about Foreman? I, I'm- I'll talk about Foreman. So I was uh, I was trying to find another fun fact. I apologize, <laughs> but since we're doing that in Massachusetts, there's a town that's called Sandwich. Wait, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. No, that's been over. That bit is gone. I'm never bringing up a fun fact with you guys ever again. By the way. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold okay, on. Okay. That this, no. Save that. Yeah, he's not going to say that first. That's not true because he's going to do it next episode. <laughs> but here, all right. This is the last fun fact. Okay. okay? You guys tell me whether or not this is a fun fact or not. Our listeners are probably fun. so frustrated right now. Because they, okay, fine. But you know what? This is what they get. They want the fantasy news. They want to know what happened. But they have to deal with the fun fact first. Okay. All right. So this okay. is like their payment. Like, you're getting this podcast for free. You're going to listen to us bullshit about fun facts that aren't fun. Well, it's, If we were on ESPN right now, we'd all be fired. Yeah, we'd definitely be in the layoff line. Yeah, sorry guys. Anyways, um, no, it's like they're the cra- the listeners are the crackheads, right? <laughs> We're the crack. And <laughs> the fantasy news is the crack, but they have to deal Crack-tours. with like the giving of fellatio first oh, right. before they can get to the fantasy right. news. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, did you know that in the original script for Rocky? At the end of the movie, Rocky was supposed to throw the fight and then open a pet store for Adrian with the money that he made from throwing the fight. Did not know that. That's pretty cool, right? That's a fun I fact. Call it fun. Can we talk about Foreman now? Okay. All right. Can you start over with Foreman? Because I got lost. We in haven't even started Foreman because you went off on your stupid tangent about crackheads and sucking dicks. Okay. <laughs> so Deontay Foreman. Yes. Wade, what do you have on him? Out of the running backs that we've talked about so far, who had the most single game rushing yards last year? I'm going to guess with Foreman <laughs> because this is the method that you do your trivia. <laughs> with the running backs we've talked about so far, who had the most rush attempts? Wow, is it Foreman? I'm going to go with Foreman year, as in well. A single game. In a single game. You are correct on both of those. Okay. Oh, look at that. And they were not in the same game. Wow. Oh, snap. That's pretty good. See, that was a fun fact. Yeah. I'm telling you, Wade did his homework today. Hey, okay, so uh, what's... what's? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold Jesus. on. At the end of this episode, can we have listeners tweet us their favorite fun facts? Yes. It's probably going to be my Drew Brees and Adrian Peterson. And we'll one. pick the best one. We'll pick the best one and, and read it on the air next episode. Okay. Okay. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Foreman, okay, if we want to talk about Foreman, um, he's not a good pass catcher. Uh, that is not his role. In all of 2016, uh, he had seven Wait, catches. do you want to back up and tell everybody who was who drafted him and the fantasy relevance of it? You, you did that. Just read it. Wade, read it. Oh, I, you were talking to Dale. <laughs> Go, Wade. Go ahead. Hold on, I ain't got it pulled up. Thank you, Wade. All right, so... Well, you know... We're going to actually... You know what? We're going to have dead silence (laughs) until you get it. So just go. (laughs) The Texans. He had one job. Jesus Christ. All right, so... You're supposed to be my savior. Yeah, so it's a little interesting, right? So we're talking about Lamar Miller here for the Texans. And you would think if they're going to draft a running back, uh, maybe it's a... 
pass catching running back type. Um, maybe it's a guy sort of like uh, Pumphrey, the guy who out of San Diego State who the Eagles drafted. Yep. No, but instead they take Foreman, uh, who is a guy who doesn't catch the ball. Um, I don't know. I think he's more of an insurance than Lamar Miller. I think they're pretty happy. They gave Miller a pretty nice contract, and he was relatively effective. Couldn't get into the end zone last year, but he was pretty effective. I think he was okay. Um, I, I think they're happy with him. I think Foreman is just a, a you know a backup kind of relief role because Miller does have some injury concerns, and that's that's all that Foreman is. But should uh, should Lamar Miller go down, Foreman? I think is more than capable of jumping right into that role and becoming very, very fantasy relevant. Yeah. All right. Uh, we could just uh, move along then. Um, good, good insurance policy is what you'd call Foreman. Uh, the next guy we're going to just kind of breeze over. Uh, Connor was drafted to the Steelers uh, from Pittsburgh. Um, so that was cool. But other than that, he has no fantasy relevance. Uh, it's a levy on bell show and nobody's getting in the way. Right. All right. I mean, you learned your lesson. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next guy we're talking about is uh, who are we talking here? Oh, Perrine. Perrine. So he's the Wait, other it's... guy from. Uh, yeah. So I've heard his name pronounced Perrine, and I've actually heard it pronounced Perrine, which is weird. Um, I'm just going to go with Perrine because it's the city that's close to where Dra- I live. Drafted by the Washington Redskins, by the way. F- right. 5'11", 233 pounds from Oklahoma. Right. A uh, little bit of a heavy guy here. Um, and kind of a ground and pound physical guy. Uh, every once in a while doesn't do that, but um, he split the workload last year with Mixon. And in his 2015 season, averaged six yards a carry. In his 2016 season, 5.4 yards per carry. Um, I think he's exactly what the Redskins were looking for and were able to get him um, without having to spend an early pick uh, on one of these other guys, like maybe Dalvin Cook earlier on. You get a big physical guy that could be your workhorse. They they struggled finding that exactly last year. Um, how do you think that situation shapes out? Yeah, yeah. Uh... You know, am I the only one that remembers the whole Rob Kelly? There wasn't there rumors going around that they were trying to unload Rob Kelly. Um, you mean Matt Jones? No, oh, was it Matt Jones too? Uh, no, I just remember yeah, him talking no. about Rob Kelly. Really? Yeah, but okay. I was under the impression that they were trying to get rid of uh, Matt Jones once Rob Kelly became the guy. Either way, it really didn't happen. Uh, Rob Kelly's still there. Um, I think it kind of stays the way it is. I don't think Sammy Prine Perrine jumps into contention or fantasy relevance, at least early in the season. I think they'll give him a crack at it if he not very if he shows that he's better than Kelly and Jones. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Thompson is pretty much going to be the pass catching guy. Yeah. That's what that's that's his role. If Perrine can show that he can be the guy he'll be the guy i think this is a a a committee that's going to try to defer to the veteran but if they get outworked by the rookie and the rookie's better they will lose their work from the start of the season from the start of the season you think so it's it's a definite if it's a definite team to keep an eye out on i think perrine could definitely have this job from the beginning of the season, should he show enough in training camp and preseason? Okay, fun fact: he was Oklahoma's all-time rushing leader with f- over four thousand yards. Even though he split work with yeah, uh, Mixon. Mixon in his last season, yeah, yeah, not bad. But Mixon was that talented that uh, he could take work from him in his in his rookie and sophomore year. Yeah. All right. Next running back uh, went to the Forty Niners. Uh, Williams. Uh, a little scary for Carlos Hyde dynasty owners or Carlos Hyde lovers. Um, is it still Carlos's job? What's going on here? They were they were just looking for a guy because Carlos Hyde always has that potential and always seems to get injured. They I think they're just going to be a you know sixty five thirty five maybe seventy thirty, but they needed somebody to take the work off of uh, Har- Carlos Hyde, who's just always getting hurt. Um, and it's a guy to definitely keep an eye on, like. That's a great handcuff to have, in my opinion, if he does get a, you know, 
the second role. Um, but I don't think he's even a lock for that yeah. right off the bat, yeah, I'm, to be honest. so By a lot of experts, a lot of people saying 49ers won the draft. Um, so if they did and this Williams turns out to be a good pick, it's just a, just another great pick for him. And so we'll see. Okay. Uh, next, you kind of already talked about the Eagles uh, picking up Pumphrey. Um, small, speedy guy, kind of Darren Sproles-like, right? Any, uh, any yeah, insight here? Yeah, it's frustrating, though. Like, I, they didn't really do anything by picking Pumphrey. Like they, what did they do? Replace Darren Sproles, but they didn't. They didn't get their lead back guy. Their running back situation still mess with Pumphrey. Yeah. I know he led all of FBS with terms of rushing yards. The guy is. Um, I I want to say a word, but I don't know how to dynamic. Say it. Do you want to say no? D- diminutive. No, I. He's small. Okay. He's little. Okay. Did Wade leave? No, he's still here. I'm he's here. still here. <laughs> <laughs> He's little. Yeah. Um, is the word. Who, me I'm, or Pumphrey? <laughs> Pumphrey. He's 5'8", 176 pounds. Yeah. Like, dude dude was great last year. I mean, he rushed for over 2,000 yards. Six, and the year oh, before. And the year before. Right. So, he was amazing. But uh, I, don't, I don't think he's uh, an NFL caliber running back that's going to get, you know, even even a hundred carries yeah. in a season. Unfor- in his unfortunately, career. the Ryan Matthews situation still isn't resolved. I don't know what's going to happen. He needs to go away. By the way, <laughs> something needs to happen because he's like a thorn in trying to project what the Eagles are doing in, in the running back position. So, as long as he's there, I don't think we really know what's going on. Um, next guy is pretty interesting. Uh. Jamal Williams was picked by the Packers. Everybody thought the Packers' main concern was, well, not everybody, but a lot of the concern for the Packers was the running back situation. It's obvious that they like Ty Montgomery uh, because they waited so long to pick a running back. I think uh, Jamal Williams was picked in the fourth round. Um, I don't think there's much going on here, do you? I think Ty Montgomery is still the guy. And uh, Yeah, you know. another team that could have used a running back and waited way too long, in my opinion. Um, the The Philadelphia Eagles didn't address what they needed to do, uh, and neither did the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, it, Ty Montgomery's still their guy. And actually, Mike, Mike McCarthy has even come out and said, like, Packers drafted three guys, but Ty Montgomery is still their their absolute starting running back. Now, what did they do? I think they just invested these picks in just trying to see if maybe they hit it with one guy. Um, but after A.D. Lacey left, it, it really is probably going to be, you know, just to, let's figure out who's going to be our guy, but it's probably going to be Ty Montgomery again. Because, yeah. I mean, Jamal Williams, uh, what was he, a fourth rounder? Uh, fourth rounder, yep. And then they and then they took the guy out of UTEP in the fifth round, uh, the Jones, and then a seventh rounder guy, Devonte uh, Devonte Mays. So, uh, two of those guys just racked up a ton of yards in in their college, you know, senior year. So, we'll see. One of them will probably end up being a, you know a system guy, and the other two will probably just fizzle out. Never hear from them again, but it's Ty Montgomery is going to go into the season being the lead guy. Yep, he's going to have to lose the job. Yep. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess one of the last guys we're going to talk about, and we're going to just kind of do quick hitters after this. But Wayne Gallman, um, he was picked in the fourth round by the New York Giants. Um, Paul Perkins owners can kind of rejoice. Uh, I don't think he's going to be taking his spot. I mean, this guy's he ran a four six forty. Um, he's a big guy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe turn into a nice goal line carry type back. But um, Paul Perkins is, I think, can still have his job and probably be the guy to own in New York Giants backfield. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's surprising that some of these uh, big name guys went where they did. Um, you would have liked to see uh, McCaffrey or or Cook or or Mixon land with 
one of these four teams that really didn't do enough to address the running back position, and that's the uh, the Colts, the Packers, the Eagles, and the Giants. So yeah, you know. All right. Um, it is what it is. Uh, great prospects. Two of them are going to get a lot of work in in the Jags. Uh, Fournette and uh, McCaffrey. Hopefully. We'll get a lot of work with the Panthers, but for everybody else, we got to wait and see. All right. A couple of things I want to talk about, uh, I guess, for not drafting running backs. Um, I'll start with the Chargers really quick. Uh, you know, after they cut DJ Fluker, uh, they got Force Lamp. Um, I think he was one of the uh, one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. And, uh, yep. and then Dan Feeney as well, one of the best uh, to fill in his guards. Um, this should help Melvin Gordon a lot, help that running game and help that offense a lot. Um, I just wanted to kind of mention that you have any, um, anything else to yeah, add to that as a, as a known Gordon hater. Yeah. When I saw that these, these, uh, fill-ins happened for the chargers, I sent you a message and put, you know, Melvin Gordon rose a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, I think they, that definitely helps. Um, I know the guard, they, People always say, oh, it's the easiest position to fill. You, you can plug in anybody as a guard. But there's times where you can't. Like, there's times where you need somebody. And Lamp was the best, um, you know, non-tackle lineman in the draft. Um, so I think it's a great fit for the Chargers. I think it does help a little bit, that offensive line that definitely had issues last year. So. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, a little bit of an upgrade. I think his offensive line will be a lot better yeah. in 2017. Yeah, I, and I, as much as I, I mean, I hate Gordon just as much as probably anybody else does. But um, yeah, his value rose a little bit. I think they're they're getting him help. They know what they have there. Um, help him get a little more than whatever it was, 2.9 yards per carry last year. Um, I, the next the next uh, team I want to talk about, the Lions. They didn't get a running back, at least um, not that I noticed. Uh, it seems like they like uh, Amir Abdullah um, and Theo Riddick. You, what is your perspective on Lions backfield next year? Is it Amir Abdullah like it was supposed to be last year? Yeah, so you know, since 1789, there's been over 10,000 proposed amendments to the Constitution. Only 33 of those were adopted and sent to the states for ratification. And then of those, only 27 were actually ultimately ratified. Wow. Out of 10,000, Dale. That's a lot. What, what was the last one? You don't know. Hold on. You gotta no, just... forget it. You just say you don't know. All right. 27th Amendment. <laughs> you just say you don't know. 27th Amendment is is uh, is uh, that amendment to the Constitution that was revised in 1992. It's uh, obviously the one that says that no law varying the compensation for the services of senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. Oh, God, that's such a boring fact. I hate anything to do with that shit. All right. Um, wait, do you have anything else? You, Any uh, running back reactions uh, for the draft? Oh, Abdullah, by the way. Abdullah is the number one running back for the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, on the Lions real quick, they didn't draft a running back, and the only thing that they did to improve their offense or their offensive line was they did pick up uh, another tight end, uh, Michael Roberts, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure we'll talk about the tight ends eventually, but he's going to compliment um, Eric Ebron very well so old Cooter can start running his two tight ends that he likes to run now that he has them. Um, aside from that, cooter. though, I did. Old Cooter. Okay. Old Jim Bob. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the, the Lions backfield is going to be just as messy as it was last year. Yeah. Uh, but okay. I do have a, I have a question. It, it's going to be messy. If Abdullah stays healthy, you don't think he'll be the guy? And Theoretic is the pass Oh, no. He, guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If those two stay healthy, then, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be nice. This is the year. This is the year not. Abdullah stays healthy. He's <laughs> going to get 200 carries. This, yeah, okay, yep. And this is the year that Mark Ingram rushes for 1,500 yards and 16 well, I didn't games. Say, I didn't say that. Come, Calm down, man. <laughs> Come on. No, but I got, I got a question. It's a bold prediction, so, not insanity. So, dynasty or keeper, whatever, there's a lot of people that I'm sure listen to the podcast that – do dynasty and keeper leagues. So just humor me for a second and rate the top five running backs 
that you would pick up in Dynasty, not redraft, in Dynasty? Rookie running backs? Yeah, yeah rookie running backs. So let's say you know, yeah. you're know you in a Dynasty league, you're going into the, the rookie draft, and you're looking at, you know, you got the number one pick or the 1.4 pick or something, and you're looking at running backs as you have a need. Who are you going to draft? Fournette is easily, for me, the first guy. It's going to go pretty similar to actual draft order, which is interesting. Um, for me, it's going to be Fournette. That's going to be followed by McCaffrey. Um, and I, I think those two are pretty locked in. And then you got to figure out where you're going to go with the third one because pre-draft, I would have said Cook, but landing spot has messed that up a little bit for me. Um, so that might be a situation where I would go elsewhere. Um, well, Cook, Cook and Mixon are huge question marks. I mean, both both of these are really tough to to predict here. Um, I think they're. But you agree, it's Fournette and Fournette and McCaffrey, Fournette and McCaffrey. Like going away, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fournette and McCaffrey. Wouldn't I wouldn't go in that order, but I would go in that order. I, and I think I, it, I think there's a sizable gap between the two. Actually, I would there much is. I would much rather have the other way. Fournette over over McCaffrey. Yeah, this season. Nope. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would. Do. Um. Inch. The thing is, I know it's dynasty, but I like to keep in mind this season and next season more than anything else. Um. Give me Cook, just you know, in case he he actually works out um, becoming the lead guy and completely supplanting uh, Latavius because that's very entirely possible and then he has to stay healthy on top of that Um, at four I will probably go um, Perrine I think he has a good shot I think he has a very reasonable shot at taking that job um, and becoming the lead guy for the Redskins I know it doesn't look like it right now but uh, he's is Vi- a viable option for them should things not work out. And then last but not least at five, um, probably Deonta Foreman. Uh, it's a very real possibility that Lamar Miller uh, can be gone after this season if he doesn't work out, and Foreman could be the guy next season. And, I mean, Lamar Miller could very easily get injured this season mm. too. So he'll probably be fifth on my list. Now, you'd say you didn't mention Mixon. No. Really? In Dynasty? Uh, I understand not a ton of value now, but the guy is super talented. Um, I did say earlier that he is going to be one of the two that has value. I think he has a higher floor than a lot of these other guys. As, As Michael Jordan would say, the ceiling is the floor. What? Jeez. You just don't pay attention to sports. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott. Uh, all right. Well, that pretty much wraps up our running back. No, Dale, you give us your top five. That's what he asked. That's what Wade asked. That was his contribution. We needed to do our crappy top five right here on the spot without even having to think about it. You know, I like uh, I like Prine a lot as well. I take Prine as my fifth. So I do Fournette, McCaffrey. Um what is this? You're doing five and then one, two. I thought you were going to go five, four, three, two, one, and then you went five, one, two. No, it's five, four, three, two, one. That's really like nobody go. knows what you mean, Wade. Nobody hears our warm up countdown. Uh, we're doing a show for more That's than how just Dale you, counts Wade. down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Dale counts down like that, by the way. He goes five, four, three, two, one. Hey, it works. Um, yeah, I'm going for mm-hmm. Fournette, McCaffrey. Um, definitely easy one, two. Um, I'm def. I think I'm going Cook. Uh, I think I'm taking Prine as my fourth. So you just copied me. No, no. Did you say Prine as fourth? Yes, and then Foreman. No, no. Fifth. I'm taking Mixon fifth. Okay, Mixon would be sixth for me. No, he's fourth for he's uh. And then I'm going Hunt just to upset Wade. Was that the guy he said he didn't like? No, Kamara. I'm oh, going no. Kamara I, I, just to upset Wade. 
Okay, so in redraft, I do not like Kamara. Okay, in dynasty, I would pick Kamara. Um, ahead of probably around five or six. Yeah, he he'll probably be seven there because I got to go. I'll probably go with uh, Perrine just because of the opportunity right now. I think he has a shot at being the lead guy for the Redskins. But yeah, Kamara's probably gonna man. Have to just wait. like let's get through like two preseason games, three preseason games, and I'll. I think uh, I think that was gonna tell a lot. Yeah, no. By I, the I, time I, the season comes, it'll be like Kamara's one, and then yeah. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's two. Like Fournette's got a torn ACL. Oh god! Don't I say that. Said. Oh Jesus! Oh, oh come on! I didn't ruin that. the show. I'm so sorry. We're gonna be the podcast oh. responsible for ruining his career. Oh God! The oh God! Please don't tweet me if he gets injured. <laughs> um. So again, guys, uh, if you're the first time you're listening to this show, um, we appreciate you listening. If you liked this episode, um, give us a five star review. Uh, we had some pretty good information here, uh, as you as you could see. You know, where uh, we just kind of take what's given to us and dissect it and give it to you in in a more entertaining way than reading boring uh, draft recaps on the internet. Um, yeah. So if you like your fun facts, yeah. See. Um, we haven't even shown him Dale's garden time yet this season. So, yeah. well, uh, I think stay tuned for I that. I think Wade is in the running for rookie of the year on podcasts. So that's good. He did a pretty good job on his first podcast. So we thank you, Wade. Um, Kenneth, Kenneth, uh, Mr. Green, <laughs> Mr. Green. There we go. Um, oh, I like that. Let's see. What else do we have to say? Uh, DJ Kitty is coming out soon. K I T T Y. So obsessed. Oh, I love this. Um, we spent way too much money on stupid stuff in the off season, um, mm-hmm. so we're gonna just put it out little by little throughout the next the preseason. We have a draft kit coming up. It's gonna basically be updated weekly, um, you know, with cheat sheets and updated, you know, pro- projected depth charts and stuff like that. Am I allowed to put a fun facts in there? Uh, you can have one fun fact. We'll have a page of fun facts. What about like fantasy related fun facts? Um, yeah, you could do that too. Okay. I got one for you, fantasy-related, off the top of my head. Lamar Miller had a ran the ball 20 or more times, five times last year. Of those five times, four of them were for over 100 yards. Of those four games that he ran for over 100 yards, three of them were for over 200. Who? Lamar. Uh, Jesus. Oh, Oh, Jesus. That is the worst fact ever. All right. Holy shit. J.H.I. God. That okay, was well, bad. That was so bad. You didn't even get the name right. Because I got the name wrong? You you ranted for five, it wasn't ranted a, for five it, minutes about Lamar a, Miller, and you weren't even talking about Lamar Miller. I only it said his name at the beginning. No. And of it was course, a fun alternate fact. <laughs> yeah, it's an alternate fact. There you go. Yeah, it's an alternate yeah, There you go. For Christian Brito and Wade Kenneth Green, uh, I am Dale. Thanks so much for listening. Um, we hope you tune in next time. Where They're not coming back. No, they're definitely not. After. It's Kenneth Wade. After that. You see? Okay, hold on. No, time out. You, I got, of course I said Lamar Miller. He was here for years before Ajayi. But you can say Wade Kenneth. Nobody knows Fuck his you. name. He keeps switching. Bye, everybody. Obviously. Thanks for listening. EatSleepFantasy.com. Yeah, we take that town. Then we take that town.